August? For Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Now, if you fellas are concerned about the beaches, you do whatever you have to to make them safe. But those beaches will be open for this weekend. Welcome to Drawing Funny, where we talk tunes with some sketchy characters in the comics industry and fandom. I'm your host, Lynn Workman. Hey gang, since mask mandates are going away and conventions and special events are starting to fire back up, I thought I'd share some convention tips in a Con Survival Guide episode. These are some of the things I've learned over the years. Some were by observation, some by figuring out problems I encountered at shows, and some by stories I heard from others. Some were happy accidents, and others I just learned the hard way. I'm going to give tips for setting up at conventions, how to merchandise, network, and or just have a more enjoyable experience at a con, either as a guest, a vendor, retailer, or as an attendee. First, I suggest making lists. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? If you're going to be set up at a con, what do you plan on selling at that particular show? What merch do you need to create and or order ahead of time? What signage do you need? What's going to need to be packed? Are you loading up and driving to the show or are you flying in? What can you fit on your carry-ons and or will you have to check luggage or ship items? Can you ship items to your hotel, the con locations, or to a friend or family member in the area? You're going to need to find out who to contact, and where and how you need to load in once at the event. Most cons have a guest liaison and or someone in charge of programming, dealer's room, art show, etc. I'll put it on the list. I recommend printing out directions to the event and or hotel if they aren't in the same location. Have contact info handy for your hotel and whichever con staff member you need to talk to about setting up once you're there. If you can, Find out what your booth or table number is and print out a map of the con floor layout. That's super helpful. A layout of the con floor and schedule is great to have for both guests and attendees, and I also recommend it for all con staff to have in hand, just in case they need to play you know, tour guide or be the information desk. Uh, excuse me, could I get directions to the Providence Civic Center? You can save it on your phone once you're there or you know, even beforehand, but... I like to have printed ones of each of the con floor and the schedule so that I can make notes on them, especially if there are booths I want to stop by, if I want to see who my table neighbors might be, if I'm on any panels, or if I want to attend some panels, or in case the cell reception just isn't great when I get there. I'm sorry, all circuits are busy. Please try your call again later. I actually keep paper maps in my car for whenever I go on trips, just in case my phone craps out on me or I can't get a signal. I've had times when Google or Yahoo Maps have failed me. Once, when a bridge was closed, we got detoured out into the middle of a bean field in Missouri. These directions are shit, you know that? Another time in the middle of the night in Cairo, Illinois, which trust me, that's not where you want to be in the middle of the night. No, 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 no. My friend Kevin and I attempted to cross the Mississippi River where there was no bridge. Chaos flows in all directions. Not because we wanted to do a water crossing without a bridge, but because of the faulty online directions we'd gotten. 
Also, I've driven on new roads in Florida that hadn't even been added to their databases yet. I also suggest contacting the hotel, airline, and or con staff before you leave to make sure all your reservations and travel details are taken care of. If you're flying, you can usually check in online the night before, but make sure to give yourself more time than you think you'll need to actually get to the airport, go through security, and get to your gate. Things happen. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. One time, I was promised a comped hotel room from a first-year con, and I drove over six hours to get to the show with some friends. Once I was there, I was told by the con organizer that, sorry, but they couldn't get me a free room for that year like they had promised, and, uh, oh, yeah, sorry, the uh, hotel sold out, too. Oops. Another time at a show that was about three hours away from home, when I got to the hotel, they didn't have my name on the comp list. <sighs> for the first one, I was lucky enough to share a room with some friends, and for the second one, the con organizers were able to get it all straightened out, get me on the comp list, and get me a hotel room upgrade. Bonus, eh? This sort of thing has cropped up before, and it has always been due to human error. Okay, so you've made it to the con safely. Now what? Well, first thing, you want to try and find out where the con registration is or where you were told to pick up your passes. Sometimes they're not exactly the same. Most will usually have a will call or separate lines for prepaid and or comp tickets or guest and dealer sign-ins. Like the airport, give yourself a little extra time in case of traffic or any waiting you may have to do either getting your badges or you know, waiting your turn for load-in. For everybody going to a con, I suggest the following. If you can, get some rest the night before. Also, eat breakfast and bring snacks and water. Some con locations may not let you bring in outside food, others may. We can't eat stomach food! Having a full belly first thing in the morning and staying hydrated all day are essential and you may not get the chance to eat lunch or have dinner until way late. I like to bring extra water and snacks, and I try to offer my table neighbor some if, if they're interested. It's a good way to make new friends. Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. Wear comfortable shoes and clothing. You're going to be on your feet all day, and probably standing for most of it or walking around all day. Don't wear new shoes. If you do buy new shoes, try to break them in the week before, and also maybe invest in a few insoles for them. Have I focused too much on my boots and on my fame and my stretchy pants? If you're cosplaying, take breaks, hydrate, and have a handler to help you around or get in and out of your costume. They can also help take pictures if uh, nobody has somebody to take pictures for them. Stop dropping my camera, player! Thing was expensive! If you have business cards for your cosplay, well then, you know, make sure that your handler has them and they can hand them out and uh, tell people to tag you in the photos. Whatever master wants, master gets. If you have a hotel room nearby, drop off your purchases or take a break there from time to time. Don't feel the need to carry everything with you all day. 
Feet tire fast! A hotel room usually has a mini-fridge, so keep some waters and snacks in it. Take a short nap or freshen up in your bathroom. A quick few minutes off your feet or washing your face with some cool water can help out a lot. Are you a little short on funds but want to go to a show? Well, look at sharing a room and a ride with a friend or two. It's fun, cheaper, and, you know, it's safer in numbers. Don't feel you and the group need to stick together for the whole weekend. I think we better split up. Good idea. Yeah, we can do more damage that way. But I do recommend checking in with each other from time to time. Not only so that nobody worries, but, you know, for everybody's safety. Plus, if you ignore your phone, you may miss out on something cool that's going down. Time for another chicken, is it not, Master Robin? Roger. Protect yourself from the con crud. <coughs> Take some airborne or other vitamin C tablets. Even before the pandemic, I did this and kept hand sanitizer near me. I also tried to wash my hands whenever I could. Getting con crud or the flu at a show sucks, and COVID can be much, much worse. I don't feel so good. And along with that hand sanitizer, keep you some breath mints, antacids, Pepto tablets, and a first aid kit with you. Even if you keep the kit and stomach medicine in your hotel room, you'll be glad you did when the con food starts to disagree with you or you start to develop blisters on your feet. My feet hurt. Once you're at the con, get a program schedule and con floor layout. Uh, sometimes things change from when they were posted online originally, so you may have some contradicting information. So try to go with whatever was the most recent. Figure out a game plan for the event. Who do you want to meet? What panels do you want to attend? What booths do you want to shop at? Who do you want to get autographs or photos with? Make plans, but also make backup plans. And be flexible enough to go with the flow if needed. Don't be afraid to be spontaneous. And, you know, be open to other things that you may not have thought of before you got there. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence! Now, what if you're setting up at a show? Well... Here are a few tips on making your table more approachable and successful, and in no particular order. Okay, go vertical with your displays and merch. If everything is flat on your table, most people will pass on by, especially if somebody is standing in front of your table. Now, it's okay to have some of your merchandise and, and art laying flat on the table, but you really want to get things you know, to catch people's eyes up and either behind you or standing up on the table. A very astute observation, sir. Use legible signage. If it's tough or impossible to read from 5 to 10 feet away, most people may not make the effort to try and read it. And they'll just walk on by. Get a banner made. They're really not that expensive. And you can, there's all kinds of shapes and sizes. Make sure your name or company name is at the top. This will make it easier for folks to find you and remember you. If they post pics of the con, people will know who you are. I like to have my web address somewhere on the banner and, you know, make sure that it's not hidden by the table. So, you know, get it up at least three feet up on the banner. You may want to have more than one banner uh, or one or more setups for, uh, for tables and, and your banner. That way you can be flexible uh, depending on, you know, which which event you're setting up at, or if they allow you a six-foot table, or an eight-foot table, or a corner spot, or whatever. 
I also like to have some kind of tablecloth for my con table and also an extra one just so I, if I'm going to leave everything set up, I can just throw that, that extra tablecloth over the whole thing and uh, not have to put everything back up. But if you're going to do something like that, make sure that the con is going to be secured. You know, they're going to secure the room. If not, then you may want to take everything down, put it in your, your totes under your table, and or, you know, take it back to your room or take it back home for the night if you're in that area. Pay attention to how others are setting up their tables and booths. What is working or not working for them. Make notes and or take pictures. When you get home from the con, Make a list of what worked or didn't work for you. What improvements can you make in your displays, your merch selection, your table placement, your signage, etc.? Was it a con you want to come back to? Do you need to skip it for a year or just skip it all together from now on? I'm out, baby. Unless you lose your table space for the next year or you're getting a you know, free comp space, I don't recommend going back to a show if you don't have new merch to sell. I think it's best to skip a year than to go back with the same merchandise, or if you just aren't prepared. Even if your table space was free, you may not make enough to cover your travel expenses if you go back that following year. So, again, think about possibly skipping a year. Besides, if you're not there, well then, maybe they'll miss you and be happy when you come back. You rock! Have business cards or postcards to hand out, or, you know, to have sitting on your table for folks to take. Some may want to follow you on social media or buy from you later at the con and they need to know how to get in touch with you. At the very least, have your web address and or social media handles on them. Look at that subtle off-white coloring. The tasteful thickness of it. Oh my god. It even has a watermark. If a con has a freebie table, leave some there and occasionally check on it to see if you need to add more. Some cons have to prove what you leave, others don't seem to care. Just remember that at the end of the con, usually whatever's left on the table gets tossed in the trash. So if it's something that you really, you know, want to use again, you may want to stop by there on your way out and pick up what's remaining. And also check out the freebie table for, you know, flyers from other conventions or other vendors or other suppliers. You know, there's usually a lot of good information there on those tables. Or, you know, some cool fun buttons. With Bushy Tells, we had uh, some buttons that we would leave on the free table along with the, uh, the freebie postcards, and people really seemed to love those. Did really well with that. Have a cash box or money bag for your change, and keep it out of sight and secure. I have a cable and a lock for mine. Capitalists like myself who carry large sums of money often have such safety contrivances. And I keep my credit card reader in it when not in use. For change, I usually only get about $100 in cash. Uh, 50 in ones and about 50 in fives for cons. I try to spend exact change while shopping myself, but every now and then, you know, if I can break a $20 bill elsewhere during the con, you know, I do. I spent up some of it riding on the bus and ate French fried potatoes. Having a credit card reader for your phone can really help with sales. Uh, many folks just don't carry a lot of cash, and this really helps with impulse buying. <laughs> I never carry more than I can afford to lose. <laughs> I think we use Square, uh, but there are other services that you can use. Hey, I think that was more than money. Have an emergency stash bag. Uh, I keep extra Sharpies, pens, uh, straight pins, safety pins, tape, fishing line, rubber bands, post-it notes, 
scissors, price tags, hand sanitizer, breath mints, antacid, Pepto tablets, uh, first aid kit, phone charger cable, backup phone battery, or two, and a lot more in it. It's all in a medium-sized pull string bag, and I keep it under my table or chair. I also take a small power strip and extension cord. Uh, some cons will charge extra for electricity, others don't. We don't have batteries inside of us. Having a power strip not only lets me power multiple things at once, but also allows me to share with my table neighbors if necessary. Also have some, you know, plastic bags like you get at the grocery store. Uh, I've always got tons of them around the house. Uh, how about some plastic sleeves or rubber bands? Folks are very appreciative of getting a bag to carry their purchases in. Uh, a sleeve to help protect their art print or comic, or even just a rubber band to keep the art rolled up. If you'd like to offer the nicer hard plastic sleeves, you can include it in the cost of your art print or sell them separately as an add-on for a few extra bucks. Keep a copy of the schedule, program, and con floor layout map at your table. You may have folks treat you as the information desk. Try to be as helpful as you can. Information, how can I help you? I like to make mental notes as I set up or walk the con floor. It does come in handy. And most folks will really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for telling me. Learn how to do an elevator pitch. It's a short usually one two-line description of your comic or story. You don't need to tell anyone who comes up to your booth the whole story. You want to give them just enough to tease them and make them want to read it for themselves. Blah, 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 dee, blah, blah. When I was working on Bushy Tales, our elevator pitch was, Four samurai girls in a post-apocalyptic feudal Japan go on a quest for the Japanese god of war, Hashimon. It's pretty easy for me or Dave to say and for folks to grasp the concept. It was just anime girls fighting monsters, basically. If you're showing a page of art, you can give a brief description of the story or characters, but honestly, if they can't look at your work and tell what's going on, you're probably doing it wrong. Bring along a table mate if you can. This could be a spouse, friend, co-creator, or other artist you're sharing the space and expenses with. They can be super helpful to watch the table and talk to customers if you like to draw sketches at a con or just have an active bladder like me. Oh no! Jeez, I gotta take a leak so bad I can taste it! If you aren't drawing, try standing as much as you can and smile. Could I help you? People are far more likely to stop and shop. If you're friendly, don't look like a serial killer, don't act like a carnival barker, or it doesn't look like they might interrupt you while you're working. I thought I told you never to interrupt me while I'm working! Don't be afraid to start a conversation with letting them know what specials you have, offering them a chance to look through your artwork or through your reading copies, or complimenting them on their costume, hat, or tea. Some bad hat, Harry. Also, if you see somebody you think you might know from another convention or from somewhere else, a little wave and a nod and smile, you know, hey, how's it going? That goes a long way, too. Usually if I see somebody that looks like they're not in a great mood, I'll just wave and say, hey, you know, smile, and usually they automatically, like, smile back. I know you. You know you. And I know you know that I know you. If you don't have somebody that can go with you, make friends with your table neighbors, and be willing to keep an eye on their spot 
if they need to run to the restroom or across the aisle to speak with someone. They're usually happy to do the same for you. Plus, I've had some good conversations, made new friends, and some fun art trades, and learned about other cons that way. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. Have different price points and a variety of merchandise. You don't have to go crazy, but someone may not be able to afford to buy your original art, but they may have enough funds to get a print, comics, a postcard, button, or sticker. Those smaller items and add-on sales can really add up over the weekend and help cover your gas or food expenses. And that bigger ticket item, well, if you sell it, that could put you way in the black. You never know. That's a lot of scratch, Sheriff. Man could retire on that amount of scratch. Main thing, be flexible and be prepared to make lemonade out of lemons. Not everything is going to go as planned. Try not to freak out. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Try to find creative solutions to whatever problems occur, because trust me, they will occur and when you least expect it. Also, let the con know if you're willing to do any media appearances for TV or radio. You may have to get up early or be available the day before the event, but it could be some really good exposure for you. And help out the con. So, if you plan on showing your portfolio around to any editors, publishers, or other artists there to get some feedback or try to find a job, here are some things to keep in mind. There's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? Try to find out before the con if they are going to be reviewing portfolios. If you're uncertain, you can always ask if they wouldn't mind looking at your work. Just be polite. Some pros are very happy to do so. Others may be a little bit too busy. Also, don't push your way in front of others, especially paying customers. Be polite, be respectful, and wait your turn. If they look busy, try to come back later. And dress like you're going to an interview if it's a company looking to recruit talent. Just because it may be at a con doesn't mean you should dress like you're at a con or, you know, a vacation. You don't have to wear a suit and tie, but I would advise against wearing a Marvel tee to a DC Comics booth and vice versa. Oh, and be sure to bathe, brush your teeth, and use deodorant. Everybody will be glad you did. Wow, you wearing a suit? Yes! Don't show a professional a bunch of pinups and art you haven't bothered to take the time to finish. It's okay to have sketches and unfinished work in a sketchbook. That's what they're for. But don't keep that in a portfolio. Keep the work to about 6 to 12 pages of your best and most recent work. If you're looking to do comics, well then, keep sequential comic pages in there. Pros want to see if you can tell a story, not if you can draw pinups of hot girls with big cleavage and broke back poses or you know, some big superhero dude, or how you used to draw 10 years ago when you were just starting out. All I'm asking for is total perfection. I do more illustration and advertising art and tend to keep about 10 pieces in my illustration portfolio. I can change it out depending on the client or person I'm showing it to. I know some artists have carried their work around in a FedEx or Priority Mail cardboard box at conventions and have been very successful doing that. Oh. They could also draw their asses off. I personally like a portfolio because it's easier for folks to flip through. It keeps the art organized and can help protect it, which is very important when traveling to and from and around a con. I like a zippered one, but the book style can be easier to flip through. I don't like trying to look at somebody's work on their phone. It's just a pain in the butt. No, no, 
No. 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 Hell no. 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 I refuse. No. No. If you are good at pencils, but not inks, you should probably just show your pencil pages. If you're not a strong penciler, well then get somebody else's penciled work to ink. Let them know you want to be an inker, but don't try to fool them into thinking you did all the work. I make that shit work! If you're not good with lettering or coloring, and that's not what you want to do in comics, don't show it. Stick to what you're trying to get a job doing, and only show your best and most recent work. Alright, Dan. Okay, this is very important. Listen to the advice and constructive criticism they give you. I think it sucks. Don't make excuses, don't argue, and don't tell them that you knew that information already. I know more than you. You don't have to like or agree with what they say, but you ask for it, so keep your mouth shut and take it. I ain't listening to you no more. <sighs> Answer them honestly when they ask you a question, and don't be afraid to ask some yourself. Have a pad or sketchbook to make some notes, and, you know, at least act like you're paying attention. Do not let me distract you, young man. After many years of being on the advice side of the table, I'm pretty much able to tell if somebody is serious or a waste of my time in just a couple minutes of talking with them. It's kind of gotten too easy sometimes. If someone is serious about learning, I'm happy to talk shop at length with them and answer any questions or offer any advice I can. But if I think they're full of it, I just cut through the crap. That's a very nice rendering, Dave. I think you've improved a great deal. I tell them their stuff looks great and wish them good luck, thank them for showing me their work, and send them on their way. I mean, you know, it's what they wanted to hear anyway. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Don't forget, anybody who looks at your stuff, thank them for their time. If they are selling merch or doing art, and you can afford to buy something, do. They are there not only to meet fans, but to sell comics, sketches, prints, and more. Ask if they have a website or a Facebook page you can visit. If they have a business card or a promo postcard available, take one. Have one of your own ready in case they ask for one in return, especially at a talent search review. Trust me, if you don't have a website, get one. Add a gallery, contact info, bio, and put your web address on all your leave-behind materials. Again, know how to do an elevator pitch. They will appreciate it and can remember a clever one much easier than you rambling on and on or trying to tell them the whole story. If you're a writer, most publishers, editors, and other writers don't want to be pitched story ideas for many reasons. Also, some writers may be able to give artists art advice, but others may just tell you that they can't draw a stick figure. Now, that doesn't mean don't approach them. You're both there to network and meet folks. Have some leave-behinds for editors and publishers or anyone that asks. Just a business card with your contact info is all you need. If you have any printed comics you've worked on, bring along some copies. It gives a positive impression that you can and will do the work. Also do some homework. Know something about the editor or company you are approaching. But don't be afraid to strike up a conversation to find out more about them and to let them know more about you. I've met a lot of folks on the con floor, in an elevator, at dinner, or at the hotel bar after the con. Your cash is good at the bar. This goes for anyone attending a con or after hours event. Warning! 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 
if, while talking to someone, your spidey senses start tingling, listen to your inner warning system and politely excuse yourself and get the hell out of there. Most folks are very nice and sincere, but there are predators at cons. Sexual predators and crooked businessmen. Sometimes they're the same. But either way, both are looking to screw someone. You go inside the cage. Case goes in the water. You go in the water. Shark's in the water. Our shark. Plus, there are actual thieves out there. Where's my phone? So be careful, pay attention to your surroundings, and listen to your gut, and protect yourself. Oh, boys! I think he's come back for his noon feeding. If you're underage, don't be ashamed to have your parent go with you to a con. If you're a parent and are trying to get some advice for your child, sometimes the kid is going to act uninterested or you know, be distracted by other things going on at a con. It can be sensory overload. But be sure to take some notes and thank the person for their time. Again, I recommend attending cons in tandem with someone you trust whether it's a family member or a good friend or just a mentor. It's not safe to go anywhere these days by yourself, especially a crowded con in a strange city. I'm telling you the crime rate in New York will kill you. Okay, so we talked about portfolios. Well, something I recommend for most con goers, both pros and attendees, is a portfolio. Either a zippered, handled one like I use, or the flipbook style. I tend to keep my prints in one or two of the flipbooks, and have a zippered one with the handle to keep extra envelopes of my prints in, plus keep any extra art I buy safe. If you're traveling to a con and plan on buying prints, photos, or original art, they work great, and can usually go in your luggage or be carried on with you for your flight home. If you want sketches or autographs at a con, here are a few more tips. It's ours it is, and we want it. Take a sketchbook, autograph book, or some Bristol paper with you, as well as a Sharpie and pen. Not everyone you meet at a show may have these materials with you when you run into them, so be prepared. I just wanted to say hi. If you're getting something signed, have it ready when you get in line and or approach someone. If it's a comic book or anything in a protective sleeve, go ahead and take it out before you get to the table. Have a Sharpie handy just in case theirs dies or they don't have one on them. Don't be on your phone when you get up there. That's just rude. Also, don't take a stack of things to get signed unless you've okayed it with that person first and made arrangements before the con. If you get something nice or heavy signed, be sure to protect it and take it back to your hotel room if you can. I love getting hardback signed, but hate having to carry those books around all day. I do have a Superman clamshell DVD cover insert that I've had multiple uh, celebs at the Superman celebration sign, and my friend Anton has a Superman lunchbox he's collected signatures on. Some celebs really get a kick out of seeing who all else is signed on them. So bright, so beautiful, oh, precious. Now, don't sit your con bag, book bag, or any other purchases on someone's table. Oh, that's not very nice. Sit it at your feet, but do keep an eye on it and don't forget it when you leave. Also, don't block someone's table to talk to your friends or take cosplayer photos. 
Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? That's their real estate you're blocking. I'm making art here! <laughs> if you want to take a pic of a guest, cosplayer, or art, please ask. Many don't mind, others may. If an artist or celeb says no, don't be offended. You can ask if the artist has a card, if you'd like to get some of their art later, or, you know, follow them on social media. Same for cosplayers. They may not be able to stop and take the time because they're trying to get somewhere else. And if they stop, they may attract a crowd and miss what they're trying to attend. Some folks are just on a really tight schedule. I got a split. The mayor wants to rap with me about some things. And, you know, some guests and cosplayers have specific times and places that they do photos. And where is the Batman? He's at home! Who was in his tights? <laughs> if you're taking pics of a cosplayer or guest or you know, anyone at a show, be ready and know how to work your camera and or phone. Be quick, don't be gropey, and thank them. If someone else is taking a pic or getting an autograph, don't get in their way, but be ready to take your shot if you get a chance. Thanks so much. Pay attention to signage. Some cons of celebs or vendors will have times, prices, limits, and, you know, other info at their table. Some cons will have queue lines for you to stand in. Sometimes they will cap the line and have the last person hold a sign or, you know, put one on the back of them. Since I just mentioned signage, here's some advice for the convention organizers and staff. I can't tell you how many problems could be solved with proper signage and placement of that signage around the con. Signs can be professionally made, printed off of a personal computer, or hand-drawn. They just need to be legible and helpful and put in the right places. Now places, think about traffic flow and queue lines before they become problems. Where and how you place your tables is extremely important. Also, where are your fire exits? Are the entrances and exits handicapped accessible? Having stanchions and traffic cop type volunteers helps. Again, signage can help a lot. As can learning from previous cons or other cons. Don't make the same mistakes twice. Oh, <laughs> my mistake! Train your staff and volunteers. Do you have enough staff and volunteers? Have heads for each part of your con that know these areas and are the go-tos if a question or problem arises. Houston, we have a problem. Have them and their staff communicate with the vendors, guests, volunteers, and each other. Good communication before, during, and after a con can make a con, and bad or lack of communication can definitely kill one. Communicating. Have a website. Have your event's name, dates, and city and state in the header on the front page. Keep that site updated and current. If you know the dates and locations for next year's, post that as soon as you can. Doesn't have to be right after the con, but if you could do it within the you know that following week, that's great. Have a listing of your guests and vendors, preferably with pics and links. Put a schedule and event layout map on it. Have hotel or event location info and links. Use your social media before, during, and after the event. I can't tell you how many cons I had trouble finding out not only the location of the event, but what town it was even held in. That's not a good sign. Throw me a frickin' bone here! 
learn how to use your website updates and your social media posts as not only a tease to get people interested in your convention, but to keep them updated throughout the year on what's going on. You know, uh, announcing a new guest, announcing a new vendor, announcing a new uh, panel, whatever it is, spread those uh, throughout the year. Don't wait till the end of the year, you know, just before the event, and just blah, 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 and spew it all out. People want to want to be excited about coming to your show. They want to, you know, you want them to keep coming back and looking to see what's new and, and exciting about what's going to be at the show. Yay! For your con, don't promise more than you can deliver, and always deliver more than you promised. If you want attendees to come back and tell their friends and bring their friends, make sure they felt like they got their money's worth. A cool badge, lanyard, and program should be part of the entry fee. But, you know, having a bag and some fun freebies and other items can be cheap or free from sponsors and are much appreciated by the attendees. Also, be nice. This goes for everyone at a con, but especially for security and the powers that be. I've had a few situations that got nasty because a staff member or volunteer just had no people skills, were on a power trip, or they let their anger over something else spill over into our conversation. People attending your con should be treated like a guest. I've been amazed at how the concept of Southern hospitality has been lost on some of my fellow Southerners. We're gonna straighten you out! This'll fix you! Do you want them to remember you because they enjoyed the weekend, or do you want them to remember you because they had a really bad time? The good times, right? After your con staff has time to recover, but before they start to forget, have a post-con meeting to discuss what went well and what needs to change going forward. Even if it's just the con chairs getting together, info needs to be gathered from other staff, volunteers, guests, vendors, celebs, and it needs to be shared and evaluated. With each con, be flexible and willing to change with the times. Cons grow, things change, people come and go, saying, Well, that's the way we've always done it. It's a big red flag for me with con organizers whenever I ask why something is done the way it is. It just shows me they are stuck in their ways, are too arrogant to admit they're wrong or take advice, or just aren't smart enough to find a better way of doing things. Uh, I think that I am familiar with the fact that you are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass. Organized and fast-moving registration lines with friendly and helpful staff are a must if you want your con to start off on the right foot. If anyone has a problem, do your best to solve it, and try to foresee any problems that might occur before they actually do. Good communication can prevent or solve many of the problems that go along with putting on your event. If you want creators, vendors, or celebs to come back and recommend you to others, then make them feel appreciated and at home. Have the guest liaison pick up your guests at the airport and get them registered in at the hotel. Assign them a guide handler assistant for the weekend, you know, for when they're needed to do signings or to get them to panels on time. Sometimes that assistant may have to be the bad guy to people. If you're going to have your guests be on panels or signings and that sort of thing, print out their schedule on stickers and attach that to the back of their guest badge. 
Now, don't overschedule or double book them and give them plenty of time between events to get to where they need to go or just be able to go to the restroom. Also, give them a space to chill, a green room to hang with other guests, or some time just to go back to their own room and rest and refresh. Simple gifts or basket bags with snacks, beverages, programs, schedules, city map, and maybe even a souvenir left in the room can go a long way. Some cons have a guest dinner or wrap party for staff, volunteers, and guests after the con. If you can show some of your guests some touristy sites, they will feel more like they're on vacation than working an event, especially if they can come in a day early or stay a day late. It's fun to be a tourist. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. Some places love to have a celebrity visit them. Check with local spots to see if you can get comped or reduced fee tickets for your guests. Con K, a Doctor Who con that was held in Huntsville, Alabama, always made arrangements to take their Doctor Who guests to the Space and Rocket Center. Some of the guests at cons here have gotten to go to Stax, the Civil Rights Museum, or Graceland. I've gotten to go on a ghost tour with Gail Simone. I've gone bowling with Len Wein. I celebrated Gil Gerard's birthday and had Aaron Gray give me birthday cake and had dinner with numerous people in the comics and entertainment industries. Which reminds me, if you can get to a city a day early or stay a day late, be a tourist. I highly recommend it for anyone going to a con. I know for me, if I can't get out and experience more of a city than just the hotel, event center, or their airport, I just don't really feel like I've visited that town. Okay, I think I'll end on that bit of advice. I'm sure there's much more I could lay on you, but that's more than enough for this episode. If you have any advice and con survival tips, please feel free to shoot me an email or reply back to me on some of the show's social media. I stopped setting up at cons in the spring of 2019, you know, the year before the pandemic hit. But I look forward to attending more shows and doing some interviews on the road and recording here at some local comic shops. I don't have any travel plans just yet. Nikki and I are both faxed, but we're kind of waiting to see how the summer goes and look at the fall for what offerings and what's planned for next year. Things are still too questionable for us to jump back in right now. For those of you getting out this summer, I hope you all have safe travels, and I hope you all stay tuned. an MSA podcast. You can find out more about the Mid-South Cartoonists Association at midsouthcartoonists.org and on the MSCA Facebook page. Be sure to like that page and follow our group on Twitter at MSCA underscore Memphis and on Instagram at midsouthcartoonists. You can keep up with this show at any of those or on the show site drawingfunny.com as well as on Twitter at drawingfunny1 Drawing Funny with the number one, or Instagram at Drawing Funny Pod. Links and other info can be found in the show notes of each episode at drawingfunny.com. Shameless plug for me, I have my Lynn Workman, that's L I N Workman.com art site. 
and my geek travel blog and webcomic, HaveGeekWillTravel.com. My social media info and bio are on all those sites, along with several examples of my artwork. Thanks for listening. I hope to talk tunes with you all again real soon. Until then, stay tuned and keep drawing funny. Jeepus, I hate recording by myself.